This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brenton. I'm your host. It's Thursday, December 12th. My goodness, where does the time go? It flies when you're having fun. We're going to have some fun today preparing you for your fantasy semifinals. But fear not, or fantasy quarterfinals, finals, whatever it is, however the hell you do it, um, fear not. Even if you're not in, we'll provide useful football, actionable information. We'll talk about some DFS, too. Uh, if you like the show, you got questions. Off, maybe you have like an off-season strategical fantasy question you'd like to see addressed. Uh, drop it in, drop it in Apple Podcasts. Leave a five star review and let us know what it is. Like, if you think, you know, should, is zero RB going away because of what happened this year? Will you double down on zero RB? Should you, uh, you know, like I said on the fantasy football, you know what? Before I keep babbling about this, I should welcome both Heath Cummings and Brian McFadden. How you guys doing? Hey, Will. I'm doing pretty good. How you doing, Heath? Listen. <laughs> Let's just, let's just get this over with. I was in nine first round matchups last week. Do you know how close I was to a perfect week? One loss to this man right here. And the worst part about it was he had the highest point total of the week because of his former teammate, Emmanuel Sanders, who throws a touchdown pass. Like this seems like you probably just called him and said, yo, man. I'm playing this dude in the first round. I've got you on my team. Let's do it this week. 35 fantasy points for Emmanuel Sanders. Congratulations. Calls himself you, expert. I need to beat him. How do I do it, Manny? Uh, listen, listen. I'll play you this week, Will? Uh, no, I'm playing Jamie, and you're playing, you, playing? Uh, you were playing uh, the footballers. The- Oh, Andy Holloway, the Fantasy Football Today guys. Okay. You're a yeah, big yeah. dog. We, hey, we're hey, the hey. Fantasy Football Today guys. They are the Fantasy Footballers. Fantasy footballers. They're right. not the Fantasy Football Today guys. He, he, Heath is right. If, if Emmanuel Sanders, if he, does, if he doesn't go off, I lose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, yeah, simple you're a big as that. dog. Ooh, tough matchups here for you. you got Melvin Gordon against Minnesota. Fernet against Oakland's good, obviously. Uh, Cooper against the Rams. That'll be fascinating because he's got Jalen Ramsey. Aaron Rodgers against the Packers. I mean, against the, the against the Bears at home. Um, but so I was saying on the review, leave a five star review really quickly. And I am like curious. I said this on the uh, the Fantasy Football Today podcast with Adam Azer and, and Chris Towers. And uh, you know, Heath, I'm not. I mentioned you, and I'm not. I wasn't blaming you, but I remember sitting in the studio with you, and we were talking about. Who's the top wide receiver? And you were like, Juju is my top wide receiver. And all the reasons you laid out made total sense. And I don't disagree with you at all. This is preseason, obviously. And like drafting Juju with the first wide receiver pick after DeAndre Hopkins, obviously. Nothing wrong with that. He had wide receiver one upside. I did point out, and I'm just curious your thoughts. It feels like everybody sort of slept on the idea that Michael Thomas could be the number one wide receiver. And I feel like that was a mistake. Am I crazy? Seems like it was a mistake because he is the number one wide receiver. And he had been like, I think that we discussed the possibility of him being the number one wide receiver and PPR. I I think I had him second. He might've been third behind DeAndre Hopkins, but um, listen, it's just, there was so much stuff made before last year about Drew Brees doesn't lock on to one receiver and throw it to him 140 times. That's he's never done. Well, he'd never had Michael Thomas. True. And he's awesome. Yes. Michael Thomas is a baller. I just, I, I think that the reason I brought it up again, like I'm not trying to be like, Oh, he told me to draft. This hey, guy. this is That's really fun. Like I get to talk to BMAC for a while after he knocked me out of a league and we talk about how he beat me. And now you can talk about my worst call of the preseason. Well, I'm trying <laughs> to find your preseason race. That wasn't your worst call of the preseason. Oh, I, mean, I probably, oh, I probably had worse. I mean, Ben <laughs> like, so my friends are mad at me because. 
you know, like before the, before every year, they're like, all right, Brinson, what are we betting on in the NFL? And I got to come up with a list of stuff, and it's going to determine whether or not uh, they get to blast me throughout the season, right? So, like, the Panthers looked dead when Cam got hurt, and then it was back when they were at five wins, and now it's dead again. And, um, you know, I, I'm catching crap for the – I picked the Steelers to win the division, and we bet on that. And I'm catching crap. I'm like, look, Ben Roethlisberger went down to week two. Like, what – like – there's just nothing you can do about it. You can't judge Juju Smith-Schuster. You can't judge the Steelers team as a whole. Mike Thomas is doing a great job. They all, but they could win the division if Lamar Jackson hadn't emerged as the MVP. So like, you have to, you have to look at the, my point was that the Michael Thomas thing was, what in our process did we miss? And I think it's important for people when they go back and look at their fantasy teams. What in your process did you miss that caused you to have a blind spot for Michael Thomas or that caused you to, uh, to, to ignore Derrick Henry or, you know what I mean? Like, because like, you have to do some self-evaluation if you want to get better at this stuff, right? Am I crazy? No, I don't think you're crazy. I I don't well, so you know. Can tell that... I'm having an, an esoteric issue with the fact that uh, I made the finals in three out of fourteen leagues, or the semifinals in three out of fourteen leagues. It's really no, uh, yeah, I, I was feeling pretty good before this. Um, I, I got mine at eight of nineteen, I think. So that 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 feels fine. Yeah. Um, I yeah, I think maybe. The difficult right, me, thing, I don't know that we missed much with Michael Thomas, other than sometimes, like, everyone would have projected he's not going to have an 85% catch rate again, because nobody does that. And it was the same process that led us to say Patrick Mahomes is not going to have an 8% touchdown rate again, and he hasn't. And it was mm-hmm. the same process that led us to say the Bears are not worth drafting in the ninth round because they're not going to be as good as they were, because defenses are never that good two years in a row. Sure. So I don't know that we missed anything with Michael Thomas. Okay, that's fair. Um, well, and I, w- I would point out too, and this is proprietary data. I don't know if I'm supposed to share it or not, but I'm going to share it anyway. Um, I, mean, I don't think I don't think they care because they told me about it. Social media might do something with it, but um, there is a huge drop off in the like the percent. So it, it, I had somebody look at playoff teams for the fantasy playoffs, and like the percent of teams that made it to the playoffs from each draft spot. And the highest concentration was two, three, and four. If you pick second, third, or fourth in your league, which means you were not getting Saquon Barkley, more than likely, or unless somebody, or you know, somebody took Christian McCaffrey first, but you were probably getting McCaffrey, Zeke, or Kamara, and those are the biggest playoff teams. And I think also part of the reason is that like Mike Evans fell back that way. Anyway, I'm veering wildly out of control here. Do you guys want to talk about this week instead? Hey, let's rock and roll. Okay, this, uh, this is championship week in a lot of leagues, right? In a few leagues, right? All right, well, back. let's, let me ask, we'll talk about your team here. Cause we were, we were talking about a second ago. You got Aaron Rodgers as your starting quarterback in this telethon league. Yes. You're going to start Aaron Rodgers this week against the, against the Bears at home? You know what? Total. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm in a bit of a, you know, I have an issue. I think my backup quarterback in that league is Kurt Cousins, right? Uh, I will, it's your team, but I'll tell you in one second. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'll bring it up. I'll, uh, I'm, about, I'm about to look. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's lost in that league, so he's not allowed to look at it anymore. Um, your backup quarterback is uh, Cousins. He, he, Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, I got Jimmy G. Yeah, I, I kind of want I, – I, I feel like rolling the dice with Aaron Rodgers at home. Mm. I, I, I do. I mean, I, I think he he didn't play well last week. Granted, for me and Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo went off. But – you know what? I'm lying. Jimmy Garoppolo against Atlanta. What am I talking about? Like, I'm just playing around, guys. <laughs> My The concern I have, Heath and Will, listeners, what if San Fran gets up big in this ball game? And we know they love running the football, right? They could have – it could be 28-3 to three in the third quarter, and Jimmy G's on the sideline. That's my only concern. Like, I, I know San Francisco, they're going to score a lot of points, but we know Kyle Shanahan, he loves running the football. And I don't think Atlanta's going to stop their ground game or their passing game, but we know Ka- Shanahan loves running the football. Yeah, 28-3, to Kyle Shanahan's team over the Atlanta Falcons. That seems a very pointed shot. You, you, you saw what I did there? You got yeah. you, you, <laughs> um, Yeah, he, but I, I'm going to go Jimmy G. I'm going to go Jimmy G. Heath, would you drop Aaron Rodgers? I, I think Aaron Rodgers is now droppable. Whoa. Whoa. I can't disagree with you. Like, it seems kind of rude to do it around the holidays. It um, is rude. But, yeah, I, I don't want to start him this week. I don't want to start him next week. 
I don't believe he brings you any good luck by being on your bench. So I think he's droppable. Yeah. And you know, the other thing too is like, if you, like I would start, I like, I would much rather start Baker Mayfield this week. Yeah, that is absurd. And we are not going to do this thing with Baker Mayfield anymore for the rest of the year. I know, but you're missing the one angle about Baker Mayfield. Um, OU connection. Oh no. Well, sort of technically, I guess even better. The coach who benched him at Texas tech and he had to transfer. Oh yeah. Cliff Kingsbury. Okay. He has scored. Fewer fantasy points per game this season than Tom Brady, Jacoby Brissett, Philip Rivers, Sam Darnold, Daniel Jones, Gardner Minshew, Andy Dalton, Kyle Allen, Derek Carr, Mitchell Trubis- mm. Trubisky, Eli Manning, Marcus Mariota, David mm. Blau. Oh. Wow. David Blau, no, he does not have less points. David Blau has more fantasy yeah. points per game hey, in his scores per game than Baker Mayfield. That got to be a dirty rumor. I'm not believing that. He's, no. These things no. are all true. And he wow, just he played the games. Bengals and threw like two interceptions. And they just finally said, we're just not going to throw the ball anymore. We'll just run it and win. Well, <laughs> off, off with his head. I'm not thinking about Baker based on that information he just provided me. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, um, I am. I am. You know what I'm going to do, Heath? I'm going to enter a lineup at some point this afternoon. That's going to be Baker Mayfield and David Njoku. It's going to be highly on it, and it's going to blow up. I will tell you, we we do the DFS talk later in the show, but I will tell you, I just get anxiety. And it was the same way last week with Vance McDonald, because I know there is a certain subset of the DFS population that is going to play Vance McDonald or David Njoku based on nothing other than the fact that they're facing the Arizona Cardinals. I would never do such a thing, but I also know that there's like a 10% chance it hits, and they act like I'm an idiot for not playing the tight end against the Arizona Cardinals. That's correct. Um, Ryan Tannehill or Aaron Rodgers this week? Uh, I don't think... Aaron Rodgers this week is in the Ryan Tannehill or Jimmy Garoppolo discussion. Mm. They are both top 10 quarterbacks for me. Mm. Aaron Rodgers is outside of my top 15. Well, what about Prescott. Yeah. Dak Prescott, obviously, over Aaron Rodgers? Correct. Jared Goff over Aaron Rodgers? This is another one. I, I, no. Jared Goff has been terrible. I'm not, I'm not starting him. He hadn't been that bad. The last couple of weeks. He's good against non-top 10 defenses. He is averaging 15.8 fantasy points per game, which is a whole .1 per game more than Marcus mm-hmm. Mariota. Um, he's he's had like three good games all year. Carson yeah, Prince? I, oh. For Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers. Wentz gets the Washington Redskins. I was not ignoring you. I actually have Wentz behind Aaron Rodgers as well. Okay. Right now, because if if, no Alshon and if he doesn't have Aguilar either, and I don't, like, he needed overtime to top 17 points against the Giants. Mm -hmm. Jamie Eisenberg dodged a bullet, didn't he? He did. Finally got one. It's been two months. He finally got a start of the week, right? Carson Wentz did overtime against the Giants. What do you guys feel about Kirk Cousins? Against the Chargers. I do not like that. <laughs> so if you had to take Kirk Cousins or Aaron Rodgers. I'd go Rodgers. Oh, wow. Really? I would. Okay. Chargers have been tough on quarterbacks. And yeah. you don't ever know in a given week how many times he's going to throw. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I would avoid. I would want to avoid Kirk Cousins. I think Minnesota will win that game. Now, is it now? It's worth noting that Adam Thielen, right before we recorded this, came back to practice, or was supposed to be back to practice and could play. Does that change your opinion, Heath? Uh, this did we just splice in some audio from last week's podcast or the week before's podcast? Adam Thielen's been showing up randomly at practice over the last couple of weeks. Um, I, I have little doubt that he's going to play a full game, or little hope that he's going to play a full uh, game. Okay. I mean, even if he is okay, I, I'm not. No, I don't want to play Cousins. Okay. Um, I just sort of veered off into. Oh yeah, what do you uh, what do we think about these wide receivers? Because there's a lot of wide receivers hurt. You made it to the playoffs. If you're in your fantasy playoffs, you probably have a decent set of running backs. 
Like it'd be surprising if you didn't have at least one bell cow back. I, yeah, I have a team that is starting LaShawn McCoy and Latavius Murray this week. That's not good. I have another (laughs) team that is starting Patrick Laird and hopefully DeAndre Washington. So. Uh, that, I, I saw your tweet. You quote tweeted that uh, Josh Jacobs should be back. You're like, ah. Yes. Yeah. I picked up uh, DeAndre Washington everywhere. I, no, I think that the, like as much as everyone has written the obituary of zero RB, I've got a lot of zero RB teams playing this week. Okay. I mean, I guess it depends on what wide receivers you got too. Like if you end up with Michael Thomas and Mike Evans, you're perfectly fine. I mean, you're having a great year. Yeah. Godwin too. Um, God, yeah, yes. Sure. So yeah, I've got, um, Galladay, Cooper Cup. I mean, but that's not to, take, not to take away from the question you asked. Like I wrote in my wide receiver preview that this is like the wide receiver position is the upside down this week. It's terrifying to me <laughs> and unrecognizable because my top, like I've got guys like Darius Slayton, AJ Brown, Devo Samuel, um, all my top 22. Wow. Anthony Miller. Let me ask you this. If you had to pick from a group, because Azer and I got in a, a debate about this. You had to pick one. You get A.J. Brown, Anthony Miller, D.D. Westbrook, or Zach Pascal. Who would you go with? B-Mac, you, uh, you, you can pick first. A.J. Brown. Brown. Oh, Brown. That's, that's what I'm saying. I'm going with the, hot, the, the hottest, the hotter quarterback. Ryan Tannehill has been hot. I mean, his last few starts, and I, I like what I'm seeing for A.J. Brown. Can I do the classic fantasy analyst thing and say one guy in non-PPR or the other guy in PPR? Yeah, you do it all the time. AJ Brown in non-PPR, I will still go with Anthony Miller in PPR. He's just, he's got one more target than Allen Robinson over the last month. Oh. And so I, I think Miller's a little bit safer. There's always that risk with AJ Brown. Like I'm going to start him in leagues this week. I'm tell, he's a top 24 wide receiver for me, but you do have to accept if you're starting AJ Brown, you're okay with him getting a three. Cause that's yeah. well, in, like he might have two catches for 15 yards or something. He's not putting up a 12. Probably He's not. putting up a three or a 33 yep. or a 23. That's what he does. I, bus. I love AJ Brown, like watching him play. And I understand that, like, I don't, people need to understand that the boomer bust factor is not AJ Brown. It, it's, it's actually AJ Brown, ironically, is as a not, I'm not saying this is, this is how he plays. This is how like he scores in fantasy because of the Titans offense. He is what we thought DK Metcalf was going to be. Like he runs deep routes for the most mm-hmm. part. They'll use him on end rounds and stuff like that, but like he's catching long, deep passes. He's not, he's not getting a bunch of targets. You know what I mean? Like it's, right. it is. So he's the actual. Well, and I, I think another guy that's in that same category is Darius Slayton. Um, yeah. he, he's led the Giants in targets for a month now. Yeah. Slayton and has been the fought. Dolphins are going to get no pressure on Eli. Eli's at home probably for the last time ever. I expect some YOLO shots to, uh, Slayton. And, uh, Daniel Jones was back at practice. It would be malpractice, in fact, to play your rookie quarterback with a high ankle sprain. <laughs> but they played Saquon Barkley this year, so who the hell knows what the Giants will do. Um, they should play Eli and they should let Daniel Jones sit out the final three weeks of the season and stay healthy. I do, I, it's understandable. It's like, cause you want to get reps and all that. But either way, like, Daniel Jones loves Darius Slayton, so I think that they will, uh, I think that they will be fine. Are you all in on Terry McLaurin this week? No. Um, I, I don't dis, I don't dislike you do, know, you do know that the Eagles are a dumpster fire, right? I do know that the Eagles are a dumpster fire. Did you know that Terry McLaurin's quarterback is Dwayne Haskins? Yeah, I was just yeah. trying to code yeah. and looking up and being like, what? Yeah, they are. It's that, that entire division is an embarrassment to the National Football League. I'm not sure that the winner of the NFC East deserves to be in the college football playoff, much less the NFL. Playoff. <laughs> but. Um, no, I, I just, I don't mind McLaurin as a boom or bust number three wide receiver, but I don't think there's, again, there's no floor there and his upside isn't as high as AJ Brown's. I agree. Okay. It's uh, more about the quarterback than McLaurin. Okay. What, uh, I don't even know what names I'm, I'm not sure what names him. Oh no, these are, these are running backs included. These are matchups. I thought these were all wide receivers. I was like, who the hell is Mac? I was like, there's Marlon Mac. Is there another Mac on the Colts playing wide receiver that I don't know about? Um, let's see. Tough matchups. Would you play these guys? Tyler Boyd versus the Patriots. No. Nope. Nope. Oh, that's easy. Philip Lindsay versus the Chiefs. Yes. Absolutely. 
Can I? Yeah, that's not really a tough matchup. Um, that's okay, but it's alright, Debo. It's a good, it's a good start. Uh, it's, it's a good point. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you this, and I said this on our YouTube exclusive. Take the under in that game. Andy Reid as a ten point or more or a ten point or more favorite at home since 2013 in the month of December, four and one to the under. This 46. Cleet Blakeman's the ref. He loves the under. It's gonna be cold as hell. They're trying to get out of there. Take the under. And I like the running game in this too. I, I, are you concerned at all about Patrick Mahomes? You have to start him, right? Start him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I'm a little bit concerned. You'd have to be after the way he's performed as of late. Not really even that. The way he scored as of late. Um, but you've got to start him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Dwayne Washington requires Josh Jacobs to be out to play him. I, I don't think Dwayne Washington's going to be relevant either way. DeAndre Washington is who I meant. Yes. But if, we're trying to do multiple things during one podcast. I do sometimes. Uh, um, he must start if Jacobs is out. I, I, the one thing I fear is if Jacobs doesn't practice and then is questionable on Sunday morning. I think people will be scared of Marlon Mack. You know why they shouldn't be? Sheldon Rankins and Marcus Davenport are out for the year. I think the Saints defense is about to crater. The only thing that worries me about Mack, because I have him ranked really low, I don't know that he can play on pass catching downs right now. Uh, yeah, I'm right there with you. I was surprised he got the points he got he received last week. It was a red zone opportunity, but anything outside the red zone, outside of that touchdown, he didn't do anything. I had Marlon Mack on my on my bench, and uh, I I don't he just the opportunities. He only had what maybe nine ten carries right last week. He only played twenty six snaps. The only yes. game this season where he's played fewer snaps than that was the one against Jacksonville where he got hurt. Well, maybe they had him on a pitch count. Maybe he, his workload would, will increase. If you had Marlon Mack or James White, who you go with? I'd go James White even in non-PPR. Okay. Okay. Let's, uh, let's talk about some Facebook questions. You go to Facebook. Oh, wait, wait. I actually have one more. I have more, one more question about for you, Heath. OJ Howard. What do we think the Bucks are going to do? Or Justin Watson? Or, uh, what's, there's another kid named like, Sammy something? I don't know. Who was there it? was a there's a Scotty Miller, right? Scotty Miller. But I think he's uh, all got a hamstring injury. I think it, Rashad Perryman is uh, the other guy that people are talking about considering. Um, I like Howard as a top twelve tight end. I like Watson as a boomer bust number three wide receiver. Rashad Perryman, fun fact, has the lowest catch rate in the NFL since he was drafted. Uh, very believable fun fact. Uh, BMAC, would you start any of those guys, the Buccaneers guys, knowing Mike Evans is out? In, by the way, a matchup that should feature some points. Yeah, especially if you're in a situation you have issues at the tight end spot. Uh, Howard is the, the name, but he hasn't done anything. You know what I mean? So that's the concern I have with Howard. You know? But it all depends on what the rest of your tight end is looking like. Like, what do you, what do you, what do you got, what do you think about Jared Cook? I mean, he had a breakout game last week and then went out with a concussion. Uh, his status, because that's a Monday night game. So what about for fantasy owners that have Jerry Cook in their lineup? And, you know, I think he's starting to really establish the relationship with Drew Brees. For sure. And But you have to wait till Monday Monday night. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. Heath, I'll let you take it. Would you go – Jared, would you go O.J. Howard or David Njoku over Jared Cook if you were dealing with the waiver, or would you gamble that Cook's going to play? I want to clarify that I am not including David Njoku in this answer. I do not really want to wait for Jared Cook to play unless he's fully cleared from the protocol by Saturday. So we, we should know Saturday. But like if it's ha- hanging over on Sunday morning, I'm playing O.J. Howard or Mike Gesicki or Ian Thomas if Greg Olson is out, or Tyler Higby. There's lots and lots of tight ends, and none of them are named David Njoku. Okay. What about what about uh, Evan Ingram? Is he <laughs> just done for the year, or is he ever going to return in 2019? He's practicing again this week, but uh, I don't know. They're they're doing the same thing. They're doing like the the AJ Green thing, but but not like he's waiting for free agency. They're just wisely <laughs> not playing their young stud. Um, okay, let's go to uh, oh, actually Jackson Stewart. As a, uh, what are we doing with Evan Ingram question? You got to hold him or you got can you drop him at this point? Probably going to try to hold him unless I have a good, another good tight end. Would you drop him for David Njoku? Mm. No. 
Just so you know, next week's podcast will be 45 minutes of me yelling about David Njoku when he catches three touchdowns from Baker Mayfield. He is, I'm certain he's going to have one catch on two targets for three yards and a touchdown, and everyone will do a dance. And I will tweet, boom. Um, <laughs> I hope it's Ricky no, Seals. I really hope it's Ricky Seals Jones now. Oh, God. <laughs> David Townsend asked, Jared Cook or Tyler Higby? As we noted, it probably depends on um, the situation with Jared Cook. Wait till the weekend. If he's not, if Jared Cook, if you don't know Jared Cook is definitely playing by Sunday morning, play Tyler Higby. Yes. Noah Hill says, it was my, oh, um, this is an interesting question. It was my first year doing fantasy football, and thanks to some diligent research and this podcast, woo, I'm in the semifinals. My question is, what were the guys first year doing fantasy like? I was 19 years old. I was a terrible human being. Can you imagine Heath Cummings at 19 years the old? The draft long hair. was a complete debaucherous situation. Um, someone drafted a player that had been suspended for the year, and we all made fun of him. And my team was terrible. I think I went 5-8 and eight that very first year. Um, the first year I remember doing I – did, I did fantasy baseball as a – like at 10 years old. Um with my dad, and we Will, would do it. Will by has hand. always been cool. Very cool, yeah. Um, <laughs> we would do it by hand and mail it in. You get the stats mailed to you. You find out what standings you are. It's just a way to, you know, bond and father son stuff. Um, yeah. and we were both baseball junkies. So, um, but then the first real fantasy league that I was in, uh, and we actually it's still going today, uh, is on sportsline.com. And I remember that uh, I was with a bunch of college guys and, it was during the heyday of like the greatest show on turf, and uh, someone drafted Wayne Krebet second overall, and that didn't work out well for them. The same guy actually is still in the league, and he drafted Jacoby Myers in the sixth round this year. So he's not gotten better. Yeah, I think he's won a title somehow. That's fantasy football in a nutshell for you. B Mac, what was your first year in fantasy? Uh, my first year in fantasy was not too long ago. Uh, I think was it twenty thirteen? Because you weren't allowed to play, right? It's not a rule that you can't play fantasy. I don't think it's a written rule. Um, but most guys, you don't have time. You know, you know, to be good in fantasy, you have to devote time into this. The research, the studying, just being aware of what's going on with the rosters and injuries. I mean, playing, getting ready for a game Sunday, you don't have enough time to devote anything to fantasy. So my first time playing was 2013, and I think I – my first, I had beginners luck, made it to the championship game, uh, and I ended up ended up losing. But since then, I've been hooked. It's fun, man. Gambling yes. and fantasy. So there's a, there's a, there's a report on CNBC today. It's like ratings are up as gambling becomes legal. It's like no crap. Gambling and fantasy makes sports more fun. You got some stake in the game. Um, I thought like it's it is interesting though. Like you hear all you know, athletes who played, and then they're like. Yo, when you gamble, like when you sit there and like gamble on sports, it is fun as hell. And the same thing with fantasy, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's why um, like the Josh Jacobs thing about not caring about our fantasy teams. Like I understand that it's really annoying that you get tweets from people, but all players should be so, so thankful that fantasy, like we care about the Giants and Dolphins game this week. We care yeah. about the Jacksonville and the Raiders game this week. And that means more money for everyone. I had the Dolphins Jets game on my big TV on the the main TV and the uh Saints 49ers game on the side TV because I've had a huge wager on the over of the Dolphins Jets game. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and like I couldn't talk about that. They kicked 10 field goals, those assholes. Um Rob Sullivan says super flex. Rogers, Winston, Tannehill. Who do I sit? More importantly, who won between Heath and B Mac? You hate to see it, B Mac, take it away. Well, it was a close it was a close ball game. Um but Mac found a way to come out on top. Uh, his team was relentless. We had big time production from, you know, almost every individual on my roster, but Emmanuel Sanders was the MVP of the week for my team. Team Mac is what I call myself. Uh, it's, it's just been a very, very consistent year from Team Mac. Uh, I did a great job assembling a nice group of players that embrace who I am as an individual in the organization. And I tip my hats to my staff, my trainers. Everybody did a phenomenal job, and we have a big game again this week. We played against a very good team, um, but the better team won. 
You should. You know what you should do, B Mac? You on cameo? <laughs> you should record those for like fantasy owners who win their playoff matchups to like send to their to send to the people who lost. You know, you know, cameo is for like the video message. Yeah. You'd be yeah. like, yeah, Coach Stevens did a decent job today, but actually he was the worst manager on the field. His players didn't come to play. Where you know, like something. I think you could make some ca- extra cash doing that if you wanted to. Uh, <laughs> it was really good. Uh, Rogers, Winston, or Tannehill? Super. Who do you sit in a super flex? Rogers. Ah, uh, you guys just. Ah, uh, man, I don't. I don't know why you guys are just not believing. In Aaron Rodgers? Because I've been playing him all year. He's not that good. He's he's washed. Wow. Wow. He's well, not the same guy. But also, I, I agree. Sit Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers hasn't just been bad. He's, his stats are fine. He's not making the same throws he used to make. He, the offense doesn't – the offense is any different. They don't have – they have Devontae Adams, and that's it. They, they want to run the ball. They're going to play a low-scoring game against the Bears. No, they're not going to try to turn it into a shootout. I don't want nothing to do with it. I want, I'm so, trying to. So, talk. so you're sitting Rogers also. I'm in. I'm in a league with my buddy, and we're in the semifinals. We own the team together because it's the three-sport thing that we do. Um, and I'm trying to convince him to drop Aaron Rodgers so we can pick up somebody, either Gardner Minshew or Baker Mayfield. Uh, but you oh, we'll regret it. it. Don't worry. Don't worry. So, 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 Will, it's for you. It's safe to say that every other quarterback is better. Than Aaron Rodgers, right? Will be a better option than Aaron Rodgers, even Ryan Fitzpatrick. Because right now, in most leagues, you don't have any decent names available. Yeah, I would rather go Fitzpatrick than Rodgers this week, just because I think the volume will be there. Now, I will say that, like, I don't want to drop Aaron Rodgers. So we are recording this on Wednesday. Like, I don't want to drop Aaron Rodgers for Ryan Fitzpatrick in, like, unless I, I want to be able to hold both and then make a decision if I can, because I want to see what the weather's like in New York. Because like if, if there's like 15 miles an hour wind, and it's Eli versus Ryan Fitzpatrick tossing the ball around, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of passing and a whole lot of yardage. But it's going to be 40 degrees, cold as hell. The Bears are going to try and run the ball. The Packers are going to try and run the ball. Maybe Rodgers takes some shots on the field, but like Akeem Hicks is back, Khalil Mack, I, the Packers line is banged up. I don't know. I just don't feel like this is a great matchup for them. That's my stance. Jared Ross says, I am playing Wentz against Washington this week. Do you all think Daniel Jones plays week 16? I can think about dropping Rodgers for Jones' week 16 matchup. You see, I'm not the only one. I, I, I'm not playing Daniel Jones the rest of the year if I'm the Giants. No, I'd, I'd rather pick up Eli Manning for that matchup. Yeah, if I'm the Giants, why I'm not bringing my young quarterback out no more. We'll just get ready for next season. But if I'm the Raiders, I'm not playing Josh Jacobs with a fractured shoulder in a game that means nothing. Exactly. 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 Yeah. Well, I actually think uh, Gruden wants Josh Jacobs to win the Offensive Rookie of the Year award because then he can shove it in the Cleo Mack people's faces. Um, Pick two for Ned at Oakland, Marlon Mack at New Orleans, or Raheem Mostert against Atlanta. I would sit Mack. Yeah, I agree. That was from Nacho Fernandez. Jeremy Barnett says, Terry McLaurin or Robbie Anderson, do you trust a, do you trust Julio Jones against the Niners? Face palm, scared emoji. Start Julio, start McLaurin. Mm hmm. Don't, you can't trust the Jets. They are, no, Adam Gase is don't a trust coach. Them, coach. He sucks. I'm done with the Jets. I'm done with the Jets. I'm, uh, I'm not trusting anything Jets related. They messed up a four and a five team parlay I had a few weeks ago when they lost to Cincinnati. Unbelievable. Like the best thing the Jets have done all year is that 251 that Le'Veon Bell bowled. <laughs> Standard League pick three: Julio Jones, Robert Woods, Tyler Lockett, Kenny Galladay, or Cortland Sutton. Aye, 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 from Matt Imperato. It's a lot of names. That's uh, that was up. playing Julio. You're playing Robert Woods, so you got to pick one between Tyler Lockett, who hadn't done crap the last three weeks, Kenny Galladay, or Cortland Sutton. Uh, either Gall- Sutton or Galladay. Galladay. Yeah, I think it's Yeah. You're, you're getting Tampa secondary in a game that should be a shootout, and mm-hmm. David Lyle's willing to look his way deep. I think it's Galladay. Yeah. Allen Robinson or Tyler Lockett? Robinson. Yep. So you're not, no, we're not, we're not, we're not playing Lockett? Is that how it is? Nope. Well, Until and Robinson. He looks like he's 100% healthy. No. Yeah, and I think Robinson's the top 12 wide receiver this week. Just so you know, the last time Russell Wilson had four, four straight games with interceptions, he bounced back. It was in 2016. 
That happened in weeks 10, 11, 12, or 11, 12, 13, 14. And then in week 15, he threw 350 passing yards and four touchdowns, no interceptions. And he gets the championship. I'm just saying. Robinson. Yes, <laughs> I agree. Rodrigo Munoz says standard. Devontae, Cup, Godwin, Diggs, McLaurin, which three are, start three. So you're starting Devontae Adams. You're starting, I think it's just, this is easy. Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, and Chris Godwin, right? You sit. Stephon yes, Diggs. yes. I yes, would start yeah. Diggs over Cup. Cup okay. played 29% of the snaps last week. Really? Yeah, just 20 total snaps in that game. I have no I idea what's going to change. Though. I, I really think he, he's the guy that keeps, gets that offense going, throwing. Um, and and we talked about the issues that Kirk Cousins might have against uh, the Chargers defense, right? So I, I'm I'm a bit concerned at the with those rushes that the Chargers have against Minnesota, and it could be a, a Dalvin Cook ball game. It's close. I yeah, 29. But that's scary for Cook or Cup. But I mean, they do. You can beat the Cowboys with slot receivers, so I wonder if they'd line up yes. with slot or if they would just use Robert Woods. They've been trying to get more to Hig- use Higby more and use the tight ends more. I don't know. That's scary. Uh, Two-week playoff, I'm down 20 points. Who do I start at QB, Rodgers or Jimmy G? And at tight end, uh, Austin Hooper or Noah Fant? Full PPR. Jimmy and Hooper. Jimmy G. And you say Hooper? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh Brandon DePuma Silva says, need help with my flex and non-PPR. Ingram, Gallup, or Anthony Miller? Ingram. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Thursday night against the Jets with no one out there. Jamal Adams might not play. Ingram could run wild. Kendrick Clark says, facing the number one overall in my league and need points. Do I go Will Fuller or Sterling Shepard? Shepard. Man, Will Fuller probably is hurt again. If Will Fuller like has a full practice... Then mm-hmm. I will start Fuller because he has a lot more upside, but probably he be, does. He probably B Max right. Yeah. He can't By the way, him. I had Will Fuller nine or ten plus receptions at forty five to one on Monday night. He could have gotten there, and Eli Manning is just terrible. Uh, pick two players, non PPR. Thank you, says Jake Clark. OBJ, AJB, Pascal, Debo, or Slayton. AJB is AJ Brown. Brown. Yep. Probably Debo. I'd go Brown and Slayton. Yeah, I go Debo Samuel. Yeah, I don't think you can start Odell Beckham. Nope. Well, we just talked about how bad his quarterback is. <laughs> I know, I know. And and plus, all the target share going to David and Joku. So what do you? Jarvis Landry's the number one wide receiver on that team. Kareem yes. Hunt's I, Kareem assume, Hunt's the number two. Well, I was assume Patrick Peterson will shadow OBJ, right? I mean, do you? Uh, uh, yeah, Jarvis Landry is the number one guy. Oh my God! I, I, Patrick Peterson shadowing Jarvis Landry—that is the ultimate slap in Odell Beckham's I face. think he will probably shadow no one. I agree. Maybe. Okay. Uh, all right, uh, BMAC. So you're where are you at in uh, in in terms of your uh, your your leagues? Uh two. I'm in the playoffs. The other one, I'm just fighting just because. You're out of the playoffs. You just. Putting up a lineup anyway? I respect it. No, 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 no. I have a, a little extra, you know, extra going on in that league that I'm out of the playoffs in with another one of my partners. So. A little, yeah. a little something, yeah. something. Yeah. So this is still important to me. And then I'm in the playoffs uh, in two other leagues. Is it with another professional athlete or just a, one of your boys? There are other professional athletes in that league, but this personal vendetta I have is well, one of my homeboys. Cool. I like but he's the enemy right now. Um, what? Uh, who's the Who's the most famous professional athlete in one of your fantasy leagues? Ooh, okay. Let's see. I got a. There's a few first rounders in there that, of course, don't play anymore. A few guys that I played with. Yeah. Um, at Florida State, a few guys that played in the league. Uh, Alex Barron, who played for the Rams. Travis Johnson. Um, Studded FSU. What do you have FSU? Yeah. Wide receiver? Uh, D lineman. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Uh, and quite a few other guys, but those are guys that I, you know, that I played with at Florida State. I like it. So. That's, I like the idea that you got this side hustle going. I want to, I need to start doing that. I might, I might, I might text my buddy Garrett and tell Do him, it. With, Do we're it. We're out of the playoffs. It'll be like 20 bucks this week. High yes. School. Yeah. Yes. Make it, make it worth your while. All right, BMAC. Uh, good luck in your matchups this week. Yes, sir. I hope to see you. We, I will see you next week. 
hope we're talking about a finals matchup, BMAC. There's no hope. It, uh, you, we will. See, when you say hope, you don't really, you don't really believe. So you know what? We will talk about a finals matchup with me, including my top teams that I have. <laughs> All right, buddy. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast robert half research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring if you have open roles chances are you're feeling this too that's why you need robert half our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, time to talk some DFS. That went longer than I thought with uh, BMAC, but that was a good conversation about Aaron Rodgers and Baker Mayfield and uh, yeah, 45 minutes of David and Joku. Anytime you get that, you got to do it, right, Heath? Well, now we're at DFS, so we'll just talk about them a bunch more. That's, that's right. Um, who's your, <clears throat> excuse me, who's your top quarterback play this week? I really like the situation for Russell Wilson. And I know he's not been good lately, but this just looks like they've got one of the highest implied totals on the slate. And generally speaking, when they score a bunch of points, it's because Wilson has one of those stupid throw 30 passes for 270 yards and three touchdowns. So I'm going to go with Wilson against a Panthers team. It's just not very good at anything right now. I love it. And in fact, I love it in the sense that it's actually kind of contrarian. So it's a top play and it, it flies in the face of what I think most people will do. I mean, who do we think that people are going to be starting at quarterback this week? Cause Mahomes, Lamar's off the slate cause he's Thursday night. Mahomes doesn't have a good matchup. Jameis has a hand injury. It's got to be, Desha- it's got to be Deshaun and Tannehill, right? Yeah. It's a little early for quarterback projected ownership, but. Mahomes, Watson, and Dak Prescott are the top three in terms of projected ownership. Wilson is actually fourth right now. I don't know that he'll be that high. I feel like people, because, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, and I, I mean, but I feel like when people start building out lineups, they get in these spots, and they're like, okay, like I, I need to save 500 bucks. It's like, all right, well, I could do Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson, and then that's a no-brainer because you save, especially when you see it, like, like I'm looking at DraftKings just right now, but you see – you know, you get, you, you see the green next to Deshaun Watson, the red next to Russell Wilson. You save $200. You know, Deshaun Watson has a huge upside. So why wouldn't you figure out that's where you save the money, right? Yeah. Watson's actually $100 more on FanDuel. Ooh, interesting. Um, but this Panthers team is packed it in. They yeah. are, t- they're done. And to, uh, Dante Jackson was bitching and moaning, moaning about, does he bitching and moaning? Um, he was complaining about, the defensive calls last week. I, the only concern for Russell is who do you stack him with? And is it just a Chris Carson game? That would be my only fear. And you could stack Carson and Russell. You know, we did a special edition of Fantasy Football Today today. Adam Azer tweeted out on Wednesday, if you want to go check his Twitter feed or check the FFT feed, uh, with Mike McClure um, talking nice. about DFS this week. And I told him that the interesting thing is most of my early optimal builds – have Wilson and Chris Carson. Yeah. And that is not generally a combination that you want to go with, a quarterback, running back. But if you look at this season, 
most of Carson's big games have come when, when Russell Wilson has gone off. Like this team just kind of scores 17 points or 40. Yeah. And like if you can get three passing touchdowns from Russell, that's not crazy against his defense. And it's just it, Rashad Penny's done. It's going to be a Chris Carson fest. Yep. Um, okay. Who is your contrarian play at quarterback? I am going to Kyler Murray. In fact, I think the Arizona Cardinals are going to beat the Cleveland Browns. I think Murray's going to outplay Baker Mayfield. They've gone through a terribly str- tough stretch of schedule recently and uh, needs a little bit of momentum heading into 2020. Would you play Kyler Murray at 4-1 to one to win Offensive Rookie of the Year? Somebody asked me that. I would have this morning because I didn't think Josh Jacobs was going to play again. Uh, right. If Josh, if no, he still might not play. I, if Josh Jacobs doesn't play the rest of the season, Kyler Murray will win it. I think if so. He, yeah. Jacobs, though, I was looking at it. Jacobs is at like a thousand yards, four point nine per carry, seven touchdowns. If he plays and gets two hundred more yards and three more touchdowns, which is not crazy over three games with one against the Jaguars, he, it's his. Oh, it's over. Yeah. Uh Ryan Tannehill, Trubisky, Locke, Drew Locke, Carson Wentz. Any of those guys float your boat? I kind of like Tannehill. Um, like if I'm playing a cheap quarterback this week, it's probably going to be Minshew because I'm stubborn and the Raiders are terrible. Sure. I, you know, I actually think the Jaguars are going to win that game. Everybody seems to be making a big deal out of being the last game in Oakland and the Raiders really caring about that. Find me one person who thinks the Jaguars are going to win or cover plus six and a half. Why is it six and a half? Why isn't it seven and a half if the Raiders are going to curb stomp the Jaguars? Yeah. You know, like it's, it is so fishy. And the Jaguars have lost five straight games by 17 plus points. They've been horrible. They've laid down like dogs. They stink on the West Coast. Gruden is Gruden's last game in a black hole. There's something about this game that stinks. <laughs> I, probably- my favorite thing about like, gambling discussions and gambling Twitter are these types of discussions where like the reason for betting on a team is because everything (laughs) points towards the other team. Like literally everything man says that team should win. So I think this team is going to win. And like the fact that like it's six and a half versus like if it were seven and a half, I'd be like, oh, the Raiders are a lot. Yeah. It's six and a half. So I'm like, no, you can't get near the Raiders. Um, I've had three games this year in college basketball. Not that you, you care about this, but it's like, you wake up in the morning, you look at the lines. It like one was UVA at Purdue. It was a pick them. It's like, get the hell out of here. I'm taking UVA. They get blown out by 20. The next was Wisconsin at Indiana or no, Washington at Indiana or no, excuse me, Indiana at, at, at Wisconsin. It was a pick them. It's like, please, Indiana's a lock. They lose by 30. And then, uh, finally I figured it out last <laughs> night. It was Maryland at Penn State. I was like, Maryland plus one at Penn State? This makes no sense. Maryland's fourth in the country. I was like, I'm taking Penn State. Screw it. And they won by 15 points and, and stormed the court. Congratulations, Debo. So it does work. It does work. Just go the opposite way. Uh, top running back. Uh, we, Chris Carson. It's Chris Carson, yeah. Top, oh, God, you're going back to the Laird well? Top contrarian play, Patrick Laird. And I don't even know so much that he's going to be contrarian now. If DeAndre Washington isn't the starter, like everyone's going to play DeAndre Washington. Patrick Laird is the pivot. But if there's no Washington, then I think some people may just play Laird. He's actually not been bad the last couple of weeks in, in full PPR, and the Giants are terrible. You know, I got a contrarian play for you. Saquon Barkley. I like it a lot. I'm no I'm, one's gonna own him. No, I mean people I, are so mad at Saquon Barkley. I'm I'm curious because like general public wise, you're one hundred percent right. Yeah. Most of the good DFS players don't let those types of emotion, emotional things factor in. True. So I don't, it, it'll be interesting to see what Barkley's ownership is. Like early projections has him as the most owned running back. Saquon the Barkley? most rostered running back this week? Yes. I'm the biggest donkey on the team. <laughs> I'm like, you know, there's a contrarian playing Saquon Barkley. Like, actually, projections have him scheduled for 74% ownership. <laughs> Um, he probably yeah, won't be the most, he probably won't be the most owned though. Chris Carson will be. I mean, it's unbelievable. I guess he's cheaper. Does the Dolphins just give up points? Were well, you playing McCaffrey at all? Probably not. Really? Probably not. He's, hasn't slowed down, but he's no longer justifying his price over the last two weeks. Yeah, I think he's slowed down a little bit, right? Actually, yeah, 25 carries the last two weeks. 
No, I didn't mean in total touches, but he slowed down a little bit in terms of like fantasy production. For uh, for sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's still having nice production, but he's not right. Put up fifty. He's not justifying ten k per pop. Um, Leonard Fournette, I like, is a nice play. Your top wide receiver play, DJ Moore. Now that is a fun correlated stack with. Uh, I guess it's not a stack, but a correlated play with yes. Chris Carson and, and Russell Wilson. Russ Chris Carson Carson's Moore. running the ball a bunch. DJ Moore bombs. Yes. And even Curtis Samuel could fit into that. Um, I saw a fun, fun fact to tell you. It's just fun with the idea that people used to think Kyle Allen was better than Cam Newton. Um, there are only two wide receivers this season with at least 10 deep targets and a catchable rate below 25%. And they're DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. They are DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. Oh. Uh, Kyle I, Allen's terrible. Yeah, I mean, and by the way, if you're in a keeper league, don't drop Cam Newton. David Tepper said, I mean, hold on, you ride out Cam in a keeper, in a, in a dynasty league. You don't, you don't do it. 100%, yes. Um, Isaiah Ford is your contrarian play. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's basically uh, a four-way match between Isaiah Ford, Brashad Perryman, Justin Watson, and Alan Hearns. And I think Ford might have an edge in terms of low ownership. I think mm-hmm. he might have an edge in terms of matchup. And I think it's possible that he's the best of the four of them. Like, we know Rashad, Rashad Perryman's terrible. And sure. Alan Hearns has some good wide receiver qualities, but he doesn't really run very well. Um, he's had too many injuries. And I don't, yep. I don't know too much about Justin Watson versus Isaiah Ford, but I, I think he'll be the contrarian one. And I think he has uh, quite a bit of upside. Okay. Um, what about at uh, tight end? Top, top play and contrarian play is uh, David Njoku. That's unbelievable. I have gone <laughs> back and forth between Kittle and Kelsey. Currently, uh-huh. I would actually say that Kelsey is my favorite tight end play. It will be one of those two that I'll play in cash. And then Mike Gesicki, I'll just go right back to him. Uh, I know it was a bad performance, but it's the Giants again. Okay. Um, how about beer? Not sure that I've had anything interesting in the last week. How about you? Yeah, I did, and I'm trying to find – I uh, actually had one last night. And oh, here it is. Uh, Belching Beaver sent me some Sticky Paws. It is their – I mentioned it on here before, but I finally tried one. Their barrel-aged dessert stout with pecans and dolce de leche, 12.5%. It is rich. But I had it last night while I was watching some college basketball and doing some writing, writing about the Patriots, and uh, very delicious. Dark, rich, you know, nice and cool and chocolatey and very desserty. And I can get into that in the winter a little more than I can in the summer. I know you don't care either way. No, I'll just take a six-pack of them to the beach when it's 95 degrees outside and sit there on the beach and drink delicious milk stouts. You just don't You don't have a choice, though. That's the problem. What do you mean? I had a good milk stout, too. What was the good milk stout I had? I forget now. I had a good milk stout, too. Good. Yeah, I haven't uh, had anything interesting this week. Okay. Well, uh, maybe that'll change over the week. I hope so. Keith Cummings, always fun, buddy. Good luck in your uh, eight semifinal leagues. Good luck in your three. Thank you. Uh, hopefully we return and we can talk about these leagues again next week. And uh, in the meantime, good luck, We're buddy. going to return, right? Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll okay. Back. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we return with good fortune. <laughs> yeah. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.